Section 1 of Madame Butterfly. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avaï in June 2010. Section 1 of Madame Butterfly by John Luther Long. Chapter 1 Cyrus Prescription sire had counselled him on the voyage out for he had repined ceaselessly at what he called their banishment to the asiatic station to wait till they arrived he had never regarded service in japanese waters as banishment he said and he had been out twice before pinkerton had just come from the mediterranean for lack of other amusement continued sire with a laugh you might get yourself married and uh pinkerton arrested him with a savage snort <laughs> you're usually merely frivolous sire but today you're silly without manifest offence sire went on when i was out here in eighteen ninety the story of the pink geisha well yes admitted sire patiently excuse me then till you are through he turned to go below heard it have you a thousand times from you and others sire laughed good-naturedly at the gallant exaggeration and passed pinkerton his cigarette case ah ever heard who the man was no he lighted his cigarette that has been your own little mystery apparently apparently yes we all know it was yourself it wasn't said cyrus steadily it was my brother he looked away oh he's dead beg pardon you never told us that he went back couldn't find her and you advise me also to become a subject for remorse that's good of you it's not quite the same thing there is no danger of you losing your head for he glanced uncertainly at pinkerton then ended lamely anyone the danger would probably be entirely with um, the other person <laughs> thanks laughed pinkerton that's more comforting and yet mused sire you're hard to comfort humanely speaking Pinkerton smiled at this naive but quite exact characterization of himself. You are, continued sire, hesitating for the right word, impervious. Exactly, laughed Pinkerton. I don't see much danger to myself in your prescription. You have put it in rather an attractive light. The idea cannot be entirely distributable if your brother Jack used it. We lower-class fellows used to call him Agamemnon, you remember? It is not my prescription, said Sire briefly, leaving the deck. Chapter 2 Mr. B. F. Pinkerton and His Way But Pinkerton not only got himself married, he provided himself with an establishment, creating his menage in quite his own way and entirely for his own comfort. 
with the aid of a marriage broker he found both a wife and a house in which to keep her this he leased for nine hundred and ninety-nine years not he explained to his wife later that he could hope for the felicity of residing there with her so long but because being a mere barbarian he could not make other legal terms he did not mention that the lease was determinable nevertheless at the end of any month by the mere neglect to pay the rent details were distasteful to pinkerton besides she would probably not appreciate the humour of this some clever japanese artisans then made the paper walls of the pretty house eye-proof and with their own adaptations of american hardware the openings cunningly lockable the rest was japanese madame butterfly laughed and asked him why he had gone to all that trouble in japan to keep out those who are out and in those who are in he replied with an amorous threat in her direction she was greatly pleased with it all though and went about jingling her new keys and her new authority like toys she had only one small maid to command until she learned that among others to be excluded were her own relatives there had been what her husband called an appalling horde of these at the wedding they had come with lanterns and banners and disturbing evidences of goodwill and he asked her when she questioned him whether she did not think they would be a trifle wearisome you think so she asked in turn emphatically said her husband she grew pale she had not expected quite such an answer a japanese would have said no but would have left an interrogation in one's mind he laughed consolingly well anisan which meant only elder sister there are no terms of endearment in the japanese language you will have to get along without ancestors think of the many people who would like to do that and be comforted who she had never heard of such a thing people for instance whose ancestors have perished on the gallows or in america have practised trades she did not understand as often she did not and he went on i shall have to serve in the capacity of ancestors let us say ancestors at large and the real ones will have to go or rather not come again he had the joke to himself his wife had gone away to cry at first she decided to run away from him but this she reflected would not probably please her relatives since they had anonymously agreed upon the marriage for her besides she preferred to remain she had acquired a strange liking for pinkerton and her new way of life finally she undertook a weak remonstrance a very strong one in fact for a japanese wife but pinkerton encouraged her pretty domestic autonomy her airs of authority were charming and they grew more and more so mr b f pickerton it was this among other things he had taught her to call him i like if you permit my august ancestors visit me i like ver moch if you please permit that unto me her hair had been newly dressed for the occasion and she had stuck a poppy in it besides she put her hand on his arm a brave thing for her to do and smiled wistfully up at him and when you know what chocho-san's smile was like 
and her hand, and its touch, you will wonder how Pinkerton resisted her. However, he only laughed at her, good-naturedly always, and said no. We can't adopt a whole regiment of back numbers, you know. You are back number enough for me. And though he kissed her, she went away and cried again, and Japanese girls do not often cry. He could not understand how important this concession was to her. It must be confessed that he did not try to understand. Sire, with a little partisanship, explained to him that in Japan filial affection is the paramount motive, and that these ancestors, living and dead, were his wife's sole link to such eternal life as she hoped for. He trusted that Pinkerton would not forget this. He would provide her a new motive, then, Pinkerton said, perhaps meaning himself, and a new religion, if she must have one, himself again. So when she, at his motion, diffidently undertook to clothe on the phantoms which made up her religion, Pinkerton expounded what he called the easier Western plan of salvation, seriously, too, considering that all his communications to her were touched with whimsy. This was inevitable, to Pinkerton. After all, she was quite an impossible little thing, outside of lacquer and paint. But he struck deeper than he knew, for she went secretly to the church of the missionary who served on the opposite hill, and heard the same thing, and learned, moreover, that she might adopt this new religion at any time she chose, even the eleventh hour. She went out joyously, not to adopt his religion, it is true, but to hold it in reserve if her relatives should remain obdurate. Pinkerton, to his relief, heard no more of it. Chapter 3. A Moon Goddess Truly But his wife's family, the word has a more important application there than here, held a solemn conference, and, as the result of it, certain of them waited upon Lieutenant Pinkerton, and, with elaborate politeness, intimated that this course had theretofore been quite unknown in Japan. This was their oblique way of saying that it was unsatisfactory. They pointed out with patient gravity that he would thus limit his wife's opportunities of reappearing on earth in a higher form of life. Pinkerton smilingly remarked that he was not sure that it would be best for his wife to appear on earth in a higher form. She would probably accomplish mischief enough in this very charming one, as she was in fact doing. Do you know, he continued to the spokesman, that you look exactly like a lacquered tragedy mask I have hanging over my desk? One must have seen one of these masks to appreciate this. But they all laughed good-naturedly, as their host had designed, and quite forgot their errand. And Pinkerton laboured that they should remember it no more. This was quite Japanese. In the politest way possible he made them drink his liquors and smoke his tobacco, in the generous Western fashion, either of which operations was certain to make a Japanese very ill. This was thoroughly like Pinkerton. They protested a deal of friendship for Pinkerton that night, but at the final conference, where Cho-Cho-san was solemnly disowned, none were more gloomily unfriendly than they who had eaten and drunken with him. "'I did the very best I could for you, little moon goddess,' said Pinkerton to his wife. 
but they were proof against my best wine and tobacco she bent her head in reflection a moment ah you mean i begin learn you mr b f pickerton you mean they not proof aha and pinkerton delightedly embraced her you are no longer a back number he said aha that's what i think now i bet you i know what is that back number well people like i was exactly but not people like i am no you're up to date i expect i ought be sorry she sighed hypocritically exactly why my moon maid account they outcasting me everybody think me most best wicked in all japan nobody speak to me no more they all outcast me except just you that's why i ought be sorry she burst into a reckless laugh and threw herself like a child upon him <laughs> but that's exact why i am not was use lie it is not inside me that sorry me i most best happy female woman in japan maybe in that whole world what you think he said honestly that he thought she was and he took honest credit for it end of section one